0: How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of my radio show, Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. We originally air as a radio show on Radio Free Brooklyn, so if you like the show, you can listen to episodes the day day they come out every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. You're about to hear the episode where I interview Sid Vicious, played by comedian Patricio Machuca, and Alfred Nobel played by comedian Bianca Casusoul. Alfred Nobel was the guy who invented dynamite and also the guy behind the Nobel Peace Prize. If you like the show and you want to shoot us an email or you want to hear an interview with your favorite dead people, hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We love hearing from fans and we'll try to get your favorite dead person on the show as soon as possible. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate us five stars on iTunes, all that shit. Helps us out a ton. Tell your friends, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, also, I dropped my second podcast. It's a show where I hang out with stand-ups that I like called Hangout Party Fun Time. You can uh, search for that on iTunes or you can go to my website, jaredberenstein.com and uh, click on the podcast button. That's Hangout Party Fun Time. If you're not getting enough of my voice in your life, but for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Alfred Nobel and Sid Vicious only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead people. It's time.
1: Dead time to start the show. Famous Dead People. Famous, dead people. Famous dead people. You know. Famous Dead People. Famous dead people. The stories stuck
0: in the head. Famous you're My guests today on Famous Dead People are English bassist and singer of the Sex Pistols, Sid Vicious, and Swedish chemist, engineer, and philanthropist, Alfred Nobel. Mr. Nobel, Mr. Vicious, welcome to Famous Dead People. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio today.
2: How are you, man? Good uh, good, good to be here.
0: Yeah, thank you. Hi. Hello, Mr. Nobel. Uh, Now, Mr. Vicious, uh, you were one of the most influential punk rockers of all times, uh, but it seems like... Similar uh, to a lot of uh, people who are famous today, like through, you know, Instagram or things like that, like a lot of it it wasn't just the work that made you famous, but also the lifestyle. And for you, that was like drug use and fast living and wild outfits. Did you see yourself more as a musician or more as somebody who was like uh, living the punk lifestyle and somebody who should be famous for like embodying punk as a thing?
2: Uh, Yeah, I just called it living. I don't really Mm -hmm. call it music. Like I yeah, just lived. I did what I did. I lived my life. Drugs are awesome. Um, I wouldn't really recommend it, but still, if you want to have fun.
0: So you're saying drugs are awesome? That's your official position. But you're saying also responsibly, like like people, other people shouldn't do it. Maybe.
2: I mean, look, I can't be a hypocrite and say that drugs are bad because I mean it was great. I had a great time. That was my life. I embodied it. I sung about it. And mm-hmm. um,
0: yeah, yeah so can't. no no regrets about how that stuff would eventually. Tear you apart, and maybe lead to the murder of your girlfriend, and maybe maybe make the band fall apart, like all that stuff. You know, that's no regrets there. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's perfectly fair. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you had a good time at least. You know, while you were doing it.
2: Look, I'm not saying I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm happy I did. it. I'm saying mm-hmm. that I'm happy that it happened, but stuff happens. Man. Yeah, you, can't you change know, past.
0: part of your life experiences. I mean, I'm sure that Mr. Nobel, you're gonna have. Uh, some feedback on there as well because of some of the things that you did in your life. Oh you know? boy, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so your name obviously is uh, instantly recognizable uh, for the eponymous Nobel Peace Prize, uh, mm-hmm. which you set up before you died in uh, 1896. But many people might not know that you invented dynamite also, and that was like you know a large part of what you know. I figured contributed... I
1: wanted a little, a little bit on each side of the spectrum.
0: You want to do a little bit <laughs> one <of> piece... <laughs>
1: piece and then one. Even it out a
0: little. Mm -hmm. Just so that you have, you know, like all your bases covered. Yeah,
1: well, I didn't know which one I'd get known for, so I figured Mm -hmm. let's, you know, give the people what they want.
0: Of course. But if
1: you give them a lot, they can choose what they want.
0: Well, I read that uh, your developing the Nobel Peace Prize was sort of like a uh, a reaction to the fact that you had invented dynamite, but we can get to that. It was
1: more that I didn't get famous for dynamite, and Mm -hmm. I was like... Oh, really? That's yeah, I got to come up with a new tech.
0: That's uh, that's different than what I read, so, but we'll get to that later on in the interview. Um, so what, what I want to know was, it seems like, from, from Wikipedia, that you did have um, a fascination and obsession with explosives uh, from a young age. Would you think that, is that a, is that a fair thing to say? Well, yeah, say? who doesn't?
1: Well, that's true. I mean, true. oh boy.
0: That's true. Just- I mean... Especially Something if you're a young boy, up. you know, growing up, and you don't really have all that much to do that's exciting. Yeah,
1: just blow some stuff up.
0: Yeah, this is probably, you know, connected to your punk lifestyle as well, Mr. Vicious. You know, just like wanting to see things get destroyed, wanting to see big things in action. Would you say that's fair?
2: Definitely big things in action, uh, mm-hmm. sounds. Yeah. I like the dynamite, but in your
0: hmm Oh, that was very sweet. Yeah. I oh, said so you say dynamite in your ears.
2: Yeah, kind of like a soul dynamite. Like oh. I, I, I appreciate I appreciate the little actual dynamite in the explosions. I like to go for more like spiritual and sometimes very literal
0: physical literal physical explosions. Yeah. That's cool. I mean without the invention of dynamite we wouldn't be able to say things like the Sex Pistols were audio dynamites. Things like yep. that. You know, and so your reach has gone far beyond even just explosives and you know, um, and, uh, and and the Nobel Peace Prize, but also, oh, yeah, the Girl vernacular.
1: Alfred's got a finger in every pie.
0: Of course he does. How would you think, I mean, I, you know, I didn't even think about this before, but dynamite is it's not just present in the vernacular, but it's also one of the most famous television catchphrases of all time i'm thinking i think of what was it jimmy walker on uh, good times i think it
2: was good times yeah i just yeah. remember the clap and the dynamite yeah yeah, yeah
0: that I was it that was a thing like that that surely must uh must be something that you're proud of you know in your you career know, it
1: felt good i wish it had been alfred nobel's dynamite oh
0: uh, maybe if you had been able to brand it a little bit harder yeah. or more specifically mm-hmm. oh, okay mm-hmm. yeah i can see how that would be frustrating um, now, contrasting to you know, your early life, Alfred Nobel, where you were working with your father and learning all about explosives, um, uh, Mr. Vicious, you had a little bit more of a tumultuous upbringing, bouncing around with your mom. I read that she gave you a lot of the drugs that you used recreationally. Uh, do you think that if you had had a different upbringing, that maybe you wouldn't have been a punk the way that you were, that that wouldn't have been part of your life and lifestyle? Probably.
2: Also, without my mom, I probably would have spent a lot more money because I got it for free from yeah, her. Yeah, so. because she did
0: give it to you. Yeah. Do you think, think that really – so with. you think that that was something that you would have done? You would have you would have sought out drugs to do even if your mom hadn't given them to you, even if you had a more stable upbringing? Probably not. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Yeah.
2: I think that <clears throat> having uh, the influence at home and just kind of my environment that really – in. in, in influence my need to use drugs but Mm. I don't know if I had a good upbringing who knows like if I had better parents who knows I still I mean I still probably would have been like a punk librarian like if I had a good upbringing
0: oh interesting so you (laughs) think that being punk being counterculture is something that's in your genes no matter no matter what kind of upbringing you had yeah I'm a rebel Mm, so if
2: I had a library I had like a dope library with like books on spells and stuff
0: books on magic spells magic
2: spells (laughs) just cool shit like that that's what I'm into
0: yeah cool shit like you know magic spells um, and same th- same question to you, Mister Nobel. Like, how how much do you think that your upbringing affected what you would eventually do? Because because what you did was tied very closely with you know the things that your your dad did when uh-huh. you were growing up. You know, like you were both inventors, you both worked with explosives, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. If you had grown up in a different environment, do you think that you would have maybe become a punk musician or a dope librarian with a book with a bunch of spell books? As as Mister Vicious oh, just boy. said.
1: Oh I- boy, I like to think I'd have been both if yeah. I had. More time in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, what I collected as a kid? Participation ribbons. You collected participation. ribbons. Yeah, that's ribbons. what gave me the idea for prizes. Because I was like, <laughs> "This feels great. I love getting these." So you got so many
0: participation awards. I, growing I participated. Up. A you participated a lot. Yeah, yeah you were uh-huh. just doing things. You know, I was and I mean present. that that speaks towards. You know your um, the the energy that you had with which the voraciousness with which you lived your life.
1: Oh boy, yeah, just yeah. I love my life. one medal a lot of time. A
0: lot of different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that was the inspiration uh, you're saying for your Nobel Peace Prize.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh boy, what feels good? Dynamite didn't get them. Uh, who doesn't like a prize?
0: Yeah, people like getting prizes.
1: Yeah. Originally, I thought it would be a raffle.
0: You but, thought you thought the Nobel Peace Prize would be a raffle.
1: Yeah, but logistically that became
0: that difficult, problematic. Difficult to do. How would you imagine it? Because you know, as we all know, the Nobel Peace Prize is awarded to people who uh, work towards disarmament and also people who are notable in the arts and things like that. Mm-hmm. How would the raffle have worked in that situation?
1: I thought they'd sort of have to retcon it. You just okay. get a list of names from the census. Mm-hmm. And you give them, hey, you're super peaceful. And then they got to be like, "Oh boy," uh, and explain why what they did in their life contributed to peace.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, so would it be the people who won the raffle that would then have to explain? Yeah, because they... they'd
1: get the award, and then they'd be like, "Oh, geez, now I got this.
0: <laughs> I
1: got a reputation."
0: They would kind of, they would have to rationalize why they got the award in general. Yeah,
1: and then I think be like, "Well, I'm a Peace Prize winner. I got to mm. get in there." Oh,
0: interesting. Okay, I could see how that would be useful in perpetuating piece, like, going forward. That's interesting. Again, it's a little different than what I read in your Wikipedia, but we'll get to that eventually. Um, do you think, you know, going back to you, Mr. Vicious, that, um, you know, uh, were, were there any participation awards or other awards? Like, I can't imagine that you were involved in sports growing up because of how uh, volatile your your home life was. But was that anything that was a part of your young life growing up?
2: No, I wish sports was, because, like, with all the dope that I was doing, like, I probably would have been a great boxer, Really? Like I would have never gotten knocked out. Just mm. no pain. What's so, like going there?
0: So you were doing, you are saying dope meaning heroin not dope meaning steroids?
2: Uh, just just look into my eyes, but I'm not I can't say it on here.
0: <laughs> well, and you know, I don't think the of limitations. I think I think it's probably up on whatever drug use you were doing. You know, would you like to I, admit <laughs> on this radio show that you were in addition to doing heroin and cocaine and weed that you were also on steroids, Sid Vicious?
2: Not yet, but I just want to say that if they did give out participation grades, mm-hmm. I would have been the fucking champion. You because, would have par- parti- yeah.
0: of just participating in things? In
2: those things.
0: In, oh, in... drugs in drug
2: Yeah, I would have been the champion. <laughs> Nobody... I would have been like... I would like, I'd be like... My jersey would be... Re- no, my, my broke... My uh, holy t-shirt would be retired on the rafters.
0: So, <laughs> I think that's a completely fair one. thing to say. I think that in a... I don't think you would have gotten any uh, participation awards. I think you probably would have been MVP... For things like drug use and you know breaking things and you know the the whatnot all the things that encompass the the punk lifestyle,
2: exactly. My acceptance like my victory speech would be just be me like running into a wall. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> yeah, that works. Well, what I wanted to ask you about was um, you know like unlike Mister Nobel, like you didn't really have a career path uh, planned out for yourself, uh, and but but it did seem like you were sort of like directing yourself towards music. I read that you. You would busk for money when you were young and that you and your friends would play uh Alice Cooper songs like on the street, just just sort of like make an extra buck. How how was that experience for you?
2: It was actually really fun. It was it was just like it was it just felt like it was one of those few times where you feel complete doing something. It was just me and my friends, even though we were broke, but just clapping our hands, you know, singing some songs, mm-hmm. like playing some tunes, and then eventually we started messing around with different instruments. So it was it was good. It was like it was it was a nice. It was the most innocent that I got as
0: far gotcha. as as far as my life goes. And why Alice Cooper? Like, did you feel like Alice Cooper's songs spoke to what you and your friends were going through at the time?
2: Because Alice Cooper's the fucking goat, man. She's she's amazing. Greatest
0: greatest of all time. I thought you said time. she's she's the greatest of all time. Yeah,
2: not like a goat. She's mm. the goat. Gotcha. Greatest gotcha. Of all time, I love.
0: I, said, I want to make sure that we're talking about the same Alice Cooper because the I thought that they were talking about uh, the musician Alice Cooper, the man. Uh, but you're saying that you used to cover Alice Cooper songs of of a, of a female artist. Yeah. So there's a female Alice Cooper who was notable in in Britain in the 1980s, and those are the songs that you covered. Yeah, she oh, was wow. an,
2: yeah she was like an unsung uh, <clears throat> excuse me an unsigned artist from Liverpool at the time.
0: Interesting. Wow, so I had never only, even
2: heard of her. Yeah, she only played locally, but she spoke to my heart.
0: <laughs> okay, she were, spoke you to my gut. you were you a fan of uh, of the other Alice Cooper, Alfred Nobel? Did you are you familiar with her music at all?
1: The other, the female Alice Cooper. The female Alice Cooper. The yes. only one I'm familiar with is Betty Cooper from Archie comics, mother. So
0: you don't even know any of the Alice Coopers, the man or the woman. You just know Betty Cooper from the Archie comic books.
1: Yeah, her mother is Alice. <laughs> that is canonically. Sure?
0: Yes. Are you sure, guys? I remember reading a lot of a lot of uh, Archie comics growing up, but I don't remember. Anything about Betty's mom being made, named Alice? I didn't think we I met the moms at all. Oh, are you? I mean, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt if you say so, but you know, um, I, I find it amazing that you didn't know about either of the Alice Coopers. You know, like there's the Alice Cooper, the the sort of like um, I don't know, the the dark kind of punkish you know rocker from the nineteen seventies mm-hmm. and eighties. Did I give know? him a award? Uh I don't think so, you yeah, know, have to, probably I have to have to google that, mm. so you only are notable you only know people who are notable by getting your peace prize.
1: well, not just that, but I spent a lot of I don't know if you know this, but on the back of each peach prize peace mm-hmm. prize, I put an inspirational quote, oh, and I well, that's spent really a nice. lot of time just googling I got a pinterest <laughs> of Different quotes that I think might be nice. Okay. One of them I pulled right off a of Celestial Seasonings tea bag. Interesting.
0: Okay. Well, I want to hear more about that. Um, if you're just joining us, uh, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are chemist and humanitarian behind the Nobel Peace Prize, Alfred Nobel, and iconic sex pistol Sid Vicious. And uh, right before that, we were just saying that uh, Mr. Nobel— um, a, a a a the best kept secret about the Nobel Peace Prize is that on the back of each of them are inspirational quotes.
1: Yeah, uh, you might be familiar if you've ever had Dove chocolate. They do a similar thing now. Gotcha. They, they, they inside that the from, wrapper, there's a guys. little like, trust yourself.
0: Trust so okay,
1: but yeah, on each pizza prize, I've got uh, in my really will. Like I love pizza prize there, but I <laughs> like... oh, that's the other thing you get. <laughs> you get you get pizza with the peace prize. What kind of award ceremony is it if you don't go up for snacks to celebrate? That's a
0: really good point. It's true, I, sure, I yeah. did note this. I'm learning so much about the uh, the ceremony involved. Yeah, it's of the part peace of prize. the
1: reception afterwards. Mm. It's held at a local pizza joint.
0: You just go like to and, whatever pizza place is closest. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Everybody goes in their tuxedos and their gowns
1: just yeah, to go well, get they pizza. Yeah, go whatever they want, but uh, mm. yeah, you know, we got a little pizza party. Everyone gets to choose one <laughs> topping.
0: Gotcha. So you start by getting the peace prize. You finish by getting the pizza prize.
1: Yeah, that's at the end. But
0: what were some of the inspirational quotes that you would put like on your on your uh, peace prizes?
1: Uh, my my favorite one because it's an origi. Mm-hmm. A lot of them I got. From different sources, was the real peace prize is the friends we made along the way. Wow, that's
0: really good. I like that. The real peace <laughs> prize you. is the friends we make along the way, and that's that's good for people that didn't win the Nobel Peace Prize because then yeah, they have it's like...
1: unfortunate because they don't see it because it was only yeah, on.
0: They're the ones that need to see it. That's really interesting. I should have done
1: participation prizes. That would every nice. time we think about it, I think. <laughs> Should've just sent a prize to everybody. Well, so going back
0: to uh to Mr. Vicious, a lot of a lot has been written about uh the music scene when you were growing up. It really seemed like everybody kind of knew each other and the lines between like who was in what band were really, you know, kind of blurred together. Uh like I read that uh you were asked to join the Sex Pistols just because you were at every one of their shows. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what was that like? Like, you're just you're just a random fan or you're you're also in the scene. So you figure you should just go hang out.
2: Uh, they kind of they like my look. Mm-hmm. They saw me at my shows a lot. They needed an extra person. Yeah. So I just kind of like, you know, I gave them like a little sample on the spot.
0: What you you did like a little singing for them. Yeah. OK. Some, some Annie. A little bit of Annie from the musical Annie. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that that would be the sort of thing that you would uh, that you would be into.
2: I mean there's a lot of things that you'd be surprised man like you just you got to look uh, beyond the rough edges you
0: know Yeah of course I mean like we only know for you from you know the fallen lifestyle and the uh and the suspected murder charges which we'll get to later and you know obviously the rampant drug use but you know there were other things like uh like your love of the musical Annie which I guess nobody really knew about Mr. Vicious Yeah yeah so Cause... like like what did you sing from Annie if you mind me asking to get the gig at the Sex Pistols
2: Uh the opener where she uh Talks about really just longing for something else mm-hmm. or just something more than herself.
0: Alfred Nobel, I'm at a loss. Do you remember the beginning of Annie and what Sid Vicious here is referring to as like the opening number?
1: Did I give it a prize? I
0: don't think you gave it a prize. <laughs> so you're saying you wouldn't know if you didn't give it a prize. No,
1: but it sounds like it's got great quotes.
0: Yeah, It probably does. I think, I, I'm trying to remember the beginning of it. I think it's that... The first number is maybe it's a hard knock life, or maybe, or maybe Sandy, where she finds her dog Sandy. I don't, I, I can't remember. It was,
2: it was Sandy because Sandy, it was Sandy. Yeah, gotcha. it was yeah. Because Sandy. yeah. Sandy's the one where you know, I get to cry and I get to really show that I have emotion. Oh wow! So, so you, yeah, did, I, re- I put my heart into it.
0: You did the number Sandy from the musical Annie, and you cried, and that was how you got your job as the bassist and backup vocalist for the Sex Pistols. Yeah,
2: plus I made a prop like from chairs and I made it into a dog and then like I kinda like sung to that, but like I like envisioned those stacks of chairs as Sandy. Wow,
0: this is a lot more involved than I than I thought it would be. Where no, you I, actually made like a little and you're like, guys imagine this is a dog over here?
2: Yeah, that's what I said. Like it was I mean, they didn't really have to Ask what it was because I was just so into it and I was just committed to it. You were
0: emoting just... so specifically that everyone, anybody who had been walking by would have been like, "That's a dog, obviously."
2: Yeah, I was going in. Wow, that is incredible, in. and uh it just won them over. Mm-hmm.
0: So. so, what was it like for you to, you know, you, you you don't really have a band, you don't really have a job, you know, like you're you're bouncing around like crazy, and you decide just you're gonna go, you, I'm gonna go be out in the music scene, like you know did you imagine that that would eventually get you in the band or were you just like i'm in the punk scene i'm going to see punk music no matter what
2: yeah like i said i was just living my life i wasn't really planning anything i wasn't expecting anything mm-hmm. i just i was just like look this is just what i do i'm going to be who i am and stuff just happened because of it
0: but surely you were driven because that you know i don't think that a person is punk unless they're driven towards it because it is such a uh such a caustic lifestyle right
2: well yeah just once I got the opportunity to really show people what the lifestyle was about for real, mm-hmm. then then that's what added the drive. But at the time before I got in onto the Sex Pistols, I was just I was just living. It gotcha, living.
0: gotcha. I understand. Uh now going back to you, Mr. Nobel, um a key element in Dynamite, which is, you know, something that you were that you would eventually develop and that you would be huge for. Uh-huh. Um uh, it was a, it was introdu- introduced to you by its inventor, a man named uh, Ascanio Sobrero. I think I'm pronouncing that. Oh, yeah, Os- uh, Ascii. Okay. Oski, Os- Os- as you would call him, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, as he was you know, telling people about it, that it was too unpredictable to work with nitroglycerin. Uh, but you thought you'd be able to figure out a way to make it more stable. Um, what was it about nitroglycerin that you are like, this is something that I should be investing my time and energy in what? Why? Why did you think that there was a future there?
1: Oh boy, can I be honest with you? Of course, absolutely. I, I love Oski, but he's a real, he's a real worrywart. Mm-hmm. And mostly, I wanted to stress him out. I didn't really think.
0: Really, that was a anything
1: would come of it. I just thought, oh, Oski's gonna have a real panic attack over this one.
0: Every time he sees you working with the natural glycerin, he he's gonna oh,
1: be biting his fingernails out. to the quick. Oh, he's a good guy. I gave mm-hmm. him a little proto prize before we got the real ones rolled out.
0: Before you got the real Nobel prizes together, mm-hmm. you gave him like a little um like 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 the beta version of the Nobel Peace. Yeah, prize? Uh-huh. It
1: was a couple pieces of wood <laughs> that I spray painted gold uh and wrote best friend. Oh, that's nice. On. And then I cut half so he got bad for it, and then I wore the other half. Oh, that's really cute. That's like a little, uh, like a little friendship bracelet that you guys. Yeah, have initially I also thought about just I would do that for all of the prizes, but after mm. a couple prototypes, my neck was getting real sore because I was of wearing all the
0: halves that you had. Yeah, a lot. I can imagine that people would be upset, like if you're if you're my best friend, you can't also be, you know, Barack Obama's best friend, well, and that's, uh, it's you more
1: know, more of a level than a, you know.
0: What, you, you think that you think you don't need to
1: just have one best friend? You can yeah, have Yeah, you have best friends, you have regular oh, friends, okay. you have acquaintances. Mm. You don't get an acquaintance that's like, hey, get out of here, I'm the only one of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me I think
0: best friend, you think you think of best as like being being a singular, you know? Like you wouldn't say that, you know, uh if I if I said the Sex Pistols was the best punk band, you wouldn't think that there was more there was another best punk band, would you? No. Exactly, yeah. And so, you know, the same way we could only have one best friend, are I you spe-
2: think. Are you specify, like, you say, like, this is one of my best friends. There you go. There you the, go. Or the Sex Pistols are one of my favorite punk bands.
0: There you but go. Specify. Yeah, uh, so I'll I ask mean, you— I mean, I give the award out every year. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's not, and that wasn't a secret. It feels
1: like you're being unreasonable. Mm. And you know what? If you're going to be that much of a stink about it— mm-hmm. You were my best friend that year, and you have been replaced, my friend. Oh, oh my god, I was a I was gonna win a Nobel Peace Prize, and Not now you. I just... I'm talking to the metaphor... Oh. the Oskies of the oh, world.
0: Ah, I feel like a real piece of shit now. I just, <laughs> I thought you were talking to me specifically. I got for you. I
1: was gonna <laughs> win. Wait, you're giving me it's, a Nobel Peace Prize? It's a Nobel Participation Award. Oh, it's the first one. Oh my god, that's so cute.
0: <laughs> oh, there's no inspirational quote on the back. I thought that the Participation Awards would have the inspirational quote also. Well, I was
1: gonna give it to you at the end. I was. Gonna see if someone said something and oh, quickly like in, whittle it in. in
0: this, so how about I give this back to you, and then if all somebody right. says something okay. inspirational, you can write that on the back. It feels of like the, it's uh, gonna be less surprising. The... But all right. <laughs> well, you already have the surprise reaction. I'll, I'll, I'll try my best to, um, you know, to uh, to to be to to recreate the surprise that I that I exhibited here right, uh, for good. you guys. Um, but you also, uh, so nitroglycerin is this thing that you are using. Because yeah, it makes your, get it your up,
1: friend ask uh-huh.
0: just just to give him a hard time. But did you really think that you could make it more stable that you would eventually create something like dynamite?
1: Oh no, no, no! You just were nah. like
0: fucking with your friend. Asky, no, nah, I
1: thought it was just a just a good old laugh.
0: Mm. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I think I wonder how many famous things happened in history because you're people were messing with. was messing with somebody else, you know. Like, um, I, I don't suppose anything like that happened with the uh, with the Sex Pistols, did it, uh,
2: Mister Vicious? Uh, everything that we did, fashion wise, was just kind of by accident.
0: Okay, like just kind of thrown together. You weren't messing with anybody.
2: No, sometimes I just woke up really hungover, just mm. like coming down off for of like some crazy high, and then I would just put on whatever I saw.
0: Oh, okay. So that that's more of like you know an accident. You know, like that's how you guys developed. And I don't think that anybody who who knows the work of the Sex 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 Pistols would you know think that was a weird thing. You know, like uh, like it, it does feel very thrown together like that's kind of the point of punk right it's supposed to be very thrown together and... it's how
2: you carry it too like mm-hmm. like we didn't give a fuck so like nobody else gave a fuck and then after that like it just became cool gotcha, but if gotcha. we walked out if, like if i just grabbed you know one of my girlfriend's like blazers and i put it on and i walked on stage just feeling like oh my god what does everybody is every everyone do do, do they think that i like one? Mm-hmm. i didn't give a fuck i was like yeah this is this is my girl's you gotta blazer. have
0: confidence i think that's i think it's a big yeah. message what you're saying here mr vicious you, you know, gotta you own just got to be confident, and that's probably why we know the name Alfred Nobel and not um the what's his name uh Ascanio Sobrero. You know, mm. we, nobody knows that guy's name. Everybody knows Alfred Nobel. Everybody <laughs> because of confidence. Um, Second asky. So going back to uh uh Mr. Vicious, I don't I I didn't know this, but you so the Sex Pistols did one big studio album together um before it was disbanded, and you aren't you. you Easily the most famous member of the Sex Pistols, and you aren't on the album, the one album that the Sex Pistols put out. Um, and according to Wikipedia, it was because you were in the hospital with hepatitis. Would you care to either confirm or deny that that is why you were not on the only Sex Pistols album?
2: Uh, man, that's something I don't really like talking about, but because uh, it hurts me. It was the one album that we had that got put out, and then I couldn't be on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's the truth. I was in the hospital.
0: You were in the hospital with hepatitis. I had the heps. Wow. And do you know, like, how you got hepatitis or, you know, um, like, like, is it something that you could trace back or was it just like a, a weird freak thing? You know, like, oh, my God, guys, I got hepatitis. I got to go.
2: Oh, man. No. That's like say <laughs> like trying to figure out who, who, like, who as a person drew the first cave painting.
0: Mm, like, there's just too many people that you had exposure with and did drugs with.
2: Yeah. Too many years of evolution.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Just with that one
2: sickness, though, I can't. I can't tell you, man. That's
0: very poetic. I can see how you would eventually become a musician, like with thoughts like that. Like that was just really. Oh God, just feels, you know, uh, poignant the way you say it like that, right?
2: Oh, thank you, man. I also also just watch a lot of nature shows.
0: Oh, interesting. Like you mean just when you were growing up, or just recently you watched a bunch of nature shows? Both. Oh, (laughs) just constantly watching nature shows. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I can see that. Um, now, uh, going back to you, Mr. Nobel, uh, I read that you, uh, developed your first patent... After living in America for a year, and it was a gas meter. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you tell us a little bit about how that worked? Like it was a gas meter. I don't. I don't know exactly what it did, but maybe for oh, our it listeners. Oh, gauge is gas. Okay, it's like a
1: meter for gas. So
0: it's just how much gas is
1: going through a line, or mm-hmm. or what? Yep, you got it. Got That's it, it in one. And nobody, nobody had a gas meter back then. Nah, people were like, I guess it's just going wherever <laughs> it wants, whenever it wants. Who can control that?
0: Interesting, but you but you thought I, I can figure out a way to measure exactly how much gas is going from one place to another.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And what made you think that you could do that? Like what gave you that confidence? I, I was uh, I was smoking cigarettes and blowing them out through a straw. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh hey, cool, it contains all this gas.
0: All right. Neat okay, and then and then, just from that, you were like, "I bet oh I, can... I
1: bet I could uh, gauge the pressure mm-hmm. of the air within the straw and compare it to the neutral pressure of the air within the straw oh, wow, we're getting and very, then be able to assume uh the weight of the gas and how much was going through it at what rate. So yeah, pretty dumb stuff.
0: <laughs> it almost seems like you have contempt for your first patent for this gas meter.
1: it's a gas meter. <laughs> Come on! I got dynamite and awards with sayings on them. (laughs) I mean, yes, yes. Nobody. I'm glad gas meter is not the one people remember. I remember about you. Yeah, um, plus it sounds like farts, Jared. It does. It does does make you.
0: It does. It's very evocative. It does make you think of farts just because it has the word gas in it. Obviously. Uh, But we got to take a short break. uh, But we'll be right back with Sid Vicious and Alfred Nobel. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or on whatever app it is that you're using to listen to this show. Uh, if you're so inclined, rate us five stars. Leave a comment. You could tell us how much you love us or hate us. I love constructive criticism. Uh, that stuff helps us out a ton. Tell your friends about us. Get your friends to listen to Famous Dead People. I would really appreciate that. And uh, hit us up at famous dead People show at gmail.com if you want to shout some criticism into my electronic face or if you want to hear a specific Famous Dead person on this show. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear that you're listening. I want some feedback, damn it. Uh, so yeah lastly if you really like the show and you want to send us some money to help keep us on the air go to dot com slash famous dead people and click on the support this show button famous thanks again for listening and now back to the people, podcast famous dead people, famous dead people Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are the inventor of dynamite and founder of the Nobel Peace Prize, Alfred Nobel. And bassist and vocalist for notable punk band, The Sex Pistols, Sid Vicious. So uh, going back to you, Mr. Vicious, um, it seems like your value to the band uh, goes back to what we were talking about before with your, with your presence and your punk lifestyle. Like nobody, nobody on The Sex Pistols was like, he's a good singer, he's a good bassist. Everybody was like, no, the reason why we have him in the band is because he puts on a show for the Sex Pistols. It's like, he's the one you want to see. He's the one that your eye goes to. Is that is that a fair thing to say about you and your performance style?
2: Yeah, I also just want to add... <clears throat> I want to add fuck them to that.
0: Oh, yeah, it's oh, true, yeah. So you are offended by the fact that they said that you weren't a good singer and a good bassist.
2: I thought I was a good singer, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to give me credit for that because they refused to admit that they just didn't know how to dress and they didn't have the guts to do the stuff that I was doing. Interesting, okay. So they didn't want to give me credit for that, but... I was a great singer, mm-hmm. and I could play instruments. I could play the drums and mm-hmm. play the guitar. They just didn't want to. I didn't want to take all the credit. I wanted to let them play, but oh, they didn't want, you... want to be fair with me, so fuck those guys. But yeah, oh, I was okay. also the eye candy.
0: You were the eye candy. Yes, well, that, that's what everybody—nobody no, would deny that. Um, but So you're saying that you could have played the bass better, and you could have sang better, but you didn't want to outshine everybody else on the Sex Pistols? Is that correct?
2: No, I just thought that everybody was, you know, I thought that we were a whole. So I wasn't, like, trying to take any kind of spotlight. No, that, that's
0: that's uh, that's kind <clears> of <throat> antithetical to what people would say about you, that you were, you know, uh, a very a very selfish person, that you really craved attention. But you're saying instead that you you felt like the Sex Pistols was a cohesive unit, but that your part in it was to be very loud and rambunctious.
2: Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, look, me walking on stage with with freshly hot wax covering my nipples and like mm-hmm. lipstick making circles around the nipples like to look like a little bullseye
0: and that and that's a and that's one of your looks that is one is of what you're looks. saying oh okay cool yeah
2: but why is that looking for attention
0: Hmm. I'm not, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe that's, uh, that's No, no.
2: I wasn't directing that towards you. I'm just saying that, like in general, like oh,
0: hypothetical question. Yeah, yeah. Hypothetical I, question. this is something that I'm doing a lot today. Like I thought you were giving me a Nobel Peace Prize earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought you were speaking directly to me. I'm having trouble with the royal you today. Hey,
2: you're you're in a safe space, buddy. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. You're amongst
0: friends. It's it's possible that I'm feeling a little self conscious today, and maybe that's the reason why. It's okay to I'm want assuming. recognition. Oh yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair thing, and I mean, definitely, someone from your perspective would, would, uh, you know, that that means a lot coming from the the creator of the Nobel Peace Prize, you know,
1: and from Sid Vicious, and, and from Sid
0: Vicious, of course. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to downplay, you know, um, uh, your your value here as well. You're
2: getting a fucking Nobel Peace Prize later.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, hey, let's not ruin the surprise, okay? Like, like it's something that we kind of you know is know gonna happen. In-
1: I got something for you. Oh my
0: god, you're giving Sid <laughs> Vicious a Nobel Peace Prize right now? I'm giving him a
1: Nobel Punk Prize.
0: Uh, I made it just a, for you. It's a brand new Nobel Prize just for people that do punk? That is incredible. What? Oh my god. That is so incredible. Tell, tell us about the, the priest prize you're holding in your hand. The the punk prize.
2: Oh my god, it's just it's a oh my god, it's a picture of a trash can that's set on fire, and underneath the trash can it just says you're lovely just the
0: way you, you are. are. Oh my god. That is <laughs> yeah. so special.
1: Is, uh, oh my God. Uh, Alfred Nobel, that is so sweet. Uh, thank you. Thanks. Like, it's a stock image. I didn't take it. I found it online. Yeah,
0: but you know, but that that takes effort, you I know. picked it out for there you. Go.
1: Wow, that is
2: so sweet. Uh, Alfie, you kook. I oh, hey. I can oh. see
0: exactly why you would then create the Peace Prize. It feels good to let people feel good, you know, yeah, and to recognize nice? people for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um and so um you know, going back to you, Mr. Nobel, since we're, since we're on the topic, um, uh, your family, there's a little bit of a dark time, you know, for your family. Your, oh, boy. Your family declares bankruptcy, and you devote yourself to manufacturing and working with nitroglycerin. And mm-hmm. as we said before, it's a little bit of an unstable substance. There is an unfortunate explosion at, uh, at one of your nitroglycerin factories, killing five people, including your youngest brother, Emil. He dies. Yeah, it um, was not a great
1: day. No,
0: I mean that must have been very uh, harrowing experience for uh-huh. you. Did you at all? I mean, we talked a little bit about regret with um, with uh, Mr. Vicious. Did you at all regret the fact that you know your work with metformin is what caused your brother to die, your younger brother to die?
1: Oh wow, you're just putting the blame squarely on oh, me. I huh? don't want
0: to. I don't want to make it seem like uh, like I'm demonizing you, but you I mean, literally
1: this- just said. <laughs> Your work is the reason your brother died. Well, I don't think anybody can deny that,
0: Mr. Nobel. It's that you were working with nitroglycerin, which uh, was a famously First of all, I
1: don't know the ins and outs of what substance. happened in that room.
0: So, yes, nobody knows what happened in the room that exploded, but you were manufacturing nitroglycerin, uh-huh. which is an explosive.
1: But a lot of people manufacture it and don't
0: die. That's a really good point. I mean, you had other factories that did not explode.
1: I will say I did think for a long time was getting one over on Oski worth it.
0: Yeah, yeah. was it was really fucking with this one person really worth the death of your younger brother?
1: Yeah, I can. I feel like you're really making it seem very specific. Well,
0: again, I don't want to make it seem like I'm coming down too hard on you, but I don't I think don't know that... if he
1: is getting an award, <laughs> Sid. I mean... Oh, no! I don't know if he is. No, don't take it my...
2: I can see Asky Wild, because, you know, he you intentionally tried to fuck with him. Your mm-hmm. brother was he was... He, Doing his own thing. He was working yeah. on his own terms. That's... Yeah,
1: he, he knew the risks and oh, made a so, so choice. Oh, so you're
0: saying that because your brother knew that nitroglycerin, nitroglycerin was an explosive...
1: I didn't tell him it was a milk factory, Jared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's completely fair. That's completely fair. Uh, and so I guess it's not weird that you would continue to work with nitroglycerin even though it took the life of your brother and, and these other four people.
1: Well, it's weird if I just let it kill him, and then I'm like, well, I guess you win this one, nitroglycerin.
2: I have a small analogy for you, if okay. I may. Yeah, of course. So, Mr. Vicious, please. Let's say you buy your friend a ticket to Chicago.
0: To to the city of Chicago. To the city of Chicago. Okay. Or the show. Or, or the, the show Chicago. It's great. Yeah.
2: No, but like a a, a, a plane flight. So mm. the plane goes to Chicago, the plane crashes, All right. and then everybody says, it's your ticket that killed your friend. Would you feel that way?
0: I mean, I would feel really bad because I—if it wasn't for the ticket that I bought, maybe if I got him a different flight or a different day, then he would still be alive. I would feel bad about so that. So you yeah.
2: you—you wouldn't blame the engine, the pilot. Well, I mean, something that it, it wouldn't be—it
0: wouldn't be my fault. But I would you still feel think bad maybe about death it.
1: was stalking him all along. <laughs> like the Final Destination movies. You don't know how many brushes with death that kid had. Oh, so well,
0: you're saying that Emil, your brother who died in the nitroglycerin factory, in your nitroglycerin factory, he he was just... In the
1: nitroglycerin <laughs> factory, Jared. Let's, let's,
0: let's be as frank as we can. it. was I your owned it? nitroglycerin factory. All right. It would not have existed without your insistence on working with nitroglycerin.
1: Jared, I don't know if this references is uh, of the times, but are you going to... Backwards it's a wonderful life <laughs> me right now? Did you bring me on here to tell me how no, great no. things would be if no. I were here? Mr. Nobel, Think I of how you. unpeaceful the world would be.
0: I promise you, I promise you that was not my intention. I just wanted to clarify. I just wanted to be as specific as we possibly can.
1: Jesus
0: um, Christ. So I guess in this analogy that Mr. Vicious said that if I were then to be somewhat responsible for my friend's death in a plane crash. Um, I, I would then have to continue taking plane rides the same way that you would continue working with nitroglycerin. Yeah, is, that, is that a fair
2: thing to yeah, say? Yeah, you wouldn't stop taking planes because of it. No. But like you'd no. have to take a plane, especially if you're like a professional doing so. You'd have to take a plane at some point. That's true. That's especially
1: true. if your work was to make planes more stable and less likely <laughs> to crash.
0: That's a really good point. That, oh, oh I, I didn't even think about that. Like almost like Batman, you then made it your mission to make nitroglycerin more stable so that you other people would. You are know fact die. about Batman.
1: Sure. I tried to give him a peace prize, and he refused it. Batman said no to your peace prize. Which a little bit the most badass thing I've ever seen. That
0: is. I mean, can you really fault Batman for doing that? He said, I don't it? want yeah. peace. And I was
1: like, whoa, oh boy. Oh, my goodness. That, that is, is cool. That is
0: dark. That is yeah. real dark. But you're saying also that your brother was very accident-prone that he was going to die somehow? Is that correct? Oh, real
1: butterfingers.
0: All right. Like, What were some of the things that Emil used to get into that you're saying would make him sort of accident-prone?
1: One time he tried to uh, pee in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. slipped, hit his head on the toilet seat, mm-hmm. bounced off the toilet seat, hit the back of his head on the tub. We found him in the morning in a pool of blood and urine. <laughs>
0: This is your brother, Emile Nobel, who, who slipped and fell. Ooh, that it rhymes really well. That could be a Sex Pistols lyric, that right, could be, Mr. Yeah, Vicious? Or a limerick. <laughs> or, or, or a limerick. Uh, so going back to you, uh, Mr. Vicious, uh, the Sex Pistols uh, famously split up pretty quickly due to tensions in the band and also you know, related to your drug use. Um, did you feel like there was more work to be done as the Sex Pistols, like if you had your wish, would the Sex Pistols have stayed together, done more albums, done more touring, that sort of thing?
2: Yeah, for sure. I feel mm-hmm. like we could have had like a at least like four more albums. Four more like albums?
0: Yeah. Like, what, what direction do you think the Sex Pistols would have gone in from the first album that you guys did together?
2: Man, I I want to say I would I would have wanted to go more hardcore, mm-hmm. but just the way everything changed, we probably would have ended up like the Backstreet Boys.
0: Oh, yeah, so maybe doing more like you know synchronized uh harmonies vocal harmonies, maybe some dance numbers, yeah. that sort of
2: thing harmonies, you know dancing
0: more mainstream than what the sex pistols uh was, yeah, okay, that's interesting like um uh were there were there songs in that vein that you feel like you that that you wish that you could have made had you not you know separated from the sex pistols and eventually passed away,
2: yeah, I would have made you know
0: like. Don't go chasing garbage trucks. Don't go chasing garbage trucks in broad trucks. daylight. In broad daylight. Wow. Hang on a minute, I
1: gotta get my whittling knife out. Oh, so you can.
0: Uh, oh, put that on my Nobel Prize, Prize. Oh my God, that's great. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna pay attention to that. I just want. Uh, that's wanna, a good
1: one. I see, just it, wanna, that <laughs> is good. That is
0: good. Good. I'm, good. Gonna, I'm gonna pretend not to see this so I can Thanks, so I can be surprised later. Um, uh, and so so then you know obviously the sex pistols breaks apart and you. Um, you know, you go on and you have a little bit of a solo career. Uh, what was it that you wanted to do in the solo career? Was it I'm gonna be another badass punk? I'm gonna continue doing Sex Pistols stuff, but without the Sex Pistols? Or were you gonna go in a different direction?
2: I was just me before the Sex Pistols, except now I was just way more famous. Interesting. So not people know who I was. Interesting. So I was really just still doing, which is why when you asked me in the beginning, what I like, what I call just being punk, like, I just call it living. Like I was just living, but again, mm-hmm. except now I get to do it on stage. So it wasn't really much different from what I was doing before. Okay. It's just that like now I didn't have a band.
0: Okay. How would you how would you describe that to people? Like, you know, is, is there a specific sound that you think uh you had as a solo artist, uh both both before and after the Sex Pistols?
2: Uh it's kinda like the Sex Pistols, but like Less whining and just more like croaky. More croaky, yeah, like than the more, Sex Pistols. More, Interesting. More that's gothy.
0: That's very evocative. I can definitely, I could definitely hear it. Um, and and you probably would have, you know, just kept the same aesthetic. Also, like all the chains, all the rips, all the funky hair and piercings, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lose it that. again. That's just who I am. I still was just wearing random people's clothes yeah. from parties. Interesting. People pass. Wait, out.
0: I'm sorry. You said from parties, you would just take people's clothing from parties.
2: Yeah, you know how, like when you, when you go to a party, like you have a bunch of drinks, you know, you, mm-hmm. do, you, know, you do a bunch of drugs, you fall asleep in a bathtub with no clothes on and mm-hmm. then you wake up and you see a whole bunch of other people pass out like under beds and refrigerators and then you just figure, hey, you don't need that shirt or socks or, or pants or Whoa, shoes.
0: Whoa, so you just yeah. stole, straight up stole people's clothing. Was this even after you were famous and you had some money in your pocket?
2: I mean, I just I hear judgment. It wasn't like stealing.
0: Oh no, I'm I don't want to say that I'm judging either of you. Huh. You know, Mr. Karen is
1: <laughs> in rare form today.
0: Say, so, hey, Mr. Nobel, I'm not saying it was your fault that your younger brother Emil died, and Mr. Vicious, I'm not saying that you are a thief or that it was bad that you were stealing people's clothes after they passed out at a party. But I just want to clarify. I just want to make sure that we're getting at the truth of the of the situation. Look,
2: I would leave in exchange. I left concert tickets. I left maybe like oh, that's nice quarter full. Uh,
0: damn, I can't remember the word. quarter, quarter full flasks. Oh, flask! A flask that was that was somewhat full. Yeah, I guess interesting. interesting. I think that would be um, uh, you know, I can see that being a positive. Like, I mean, Mister Mabel, that's, like, imagine that's like
2: w- leaving a punk IOU. That's oh that that's is. great.
0: That's really poetic. Like, imagine, like, we're at a party, and, like, oh, my God, Sid all Vicious. right, I'm picturing it. Sid Vicious is Nobel at Nobel pizza party.
1: <laughs> right after the award. Okay. We've and all Sid had vicious. a couple slices.
0: All right. All right. And Sid Vicious is there. Sid Vicious of the Sex Pistols, and everyone's really excited. And winner of the Nobel <laughs> Punk Prize. Yes, uh-huh. winner of the Nobel Punk Prize. And we, 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 we party so hard that we pass out, and we wake up completely naked, but there are tickets to a Sex Pistols concert on us.
1: It sounds like an adventure.
0: That sounds great. Right. That really
2: sounds great. His jacket's gone. Your shoes are missing. Mm-hmm. But in your pan pocket, you find tickets. You... Find a flask full of whiskey. Interesting,
1: and it sounds like we're not even completely naked. Yeah, that's another. No, positive. no, no. I'm
2: not leaving you like just completely naked. No,
0: in, I'm just. I know I like that because it's also like it, it's it maybe like you steal one person's left shoe, another person's right shoe. It feels like, like a, a little
1: yeah. punk fairy, oh. like a like a folklore myth of oh, if you drink too many spirits, the tiniest it vicious will come in the night, like, like a like little Johnny Appleseed of punk. Interesting, yeah.
0: or or like a like a uh, like a punk uh, pixie. Uh, 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 Bob, what's the Russian Russian woman who steals Bobby children? Yaga. The Baba Yaga, like a punk yeah. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga
1: steals have, children. He took a blazer.
2: Yeah, exactly. Also, I have I have rules, like I have boundaries, like I don't take mm-hmm. pants.
1: I think the
0: Baba Yaga had you know? rules and boundaries too, probably. Yeah, but know, I don't take pants or like
2: anything that will expose genitals, you know? You, no, you never take
0: that. pants or anything that exposes genitals. That's, yeah. that's very big of you, Sid Vicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who are just joining us, uh, you were listening to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are punk icon and Sex Pistol and, uh, like, punk punk fairy, uh, Sid Vicious. I say that meaning uh, uh, someone who who sneaks in and, like, does, does a little mischief, not as a slang for a gay person. That would be offensive. Um, and... Chemist, engineer, and philanthropist Alfred Nobel. I, I'm getting getting some looks from the thing I just said. I was clarifying. I was not doing. Yeah, I, we just. I feel like
1: assumed I'm... that you would not have guessed <laughs> yeah, that. Wasn't, yeah, I wasn't even thinking. About I that. think well, if I talk people... to you, I assume some people probably don't. he's not gonna <laughs> casually throw out some offensive slang. And if a word could mean more than one, like if you're talking about, remember when you were a kid and you talked to the brownies. In your class, I would assume you meant Girl Scouts, and and that you were not saying a racist thing about people. But I wanted,
0: I wanted to clarify because if somebody was just tuning in and heard me call Sid Vicious a punk fairy, like that, you assume that your listener's
1: first response would be. Ah, <laughs> a punk gay man, yeah. right. and we're getting in there and calling them what's what. All right, I don't. I, again, Whereas I think I'm thinking being punk
2: Tinkerbell. Yeah, punk that's Tinkerbell. a Tinkerbell.
0: That would have been a, a much or like a little pixie. Yes, a, punk a pixie would have been better use of words. I, I'm getting a lot of judgment over here. I feel like you I'm guys just are, surprised. No
2: judgment, you just sell yourself low, man. When you think about famous dead people, you just think about class.
0: Mm-hmm. Think yeah. about this is a classy establishment. That's right. I should. Classy. I should. I should give my listeners more benefit of the doubt and that they would give me the benefit of the doubt.
2: We know what old Jerry wouldn't say, something like that. Yes,
0: you know, I'm, I'm a good progressive, guys. I want to make that 100% clear. Uh, so now moving on, uh, going back to you, Mr. Nobel, in uh-huh. 1867, you finally invent dynamite. You make nitroglycerin more stable and it becomes the main explosive used in mining and demolition. Mm-hmm. Um, however, as with any explosive, there are more nefarious purposes and um, how do you feel that – about the potential uh, that your explosives could be used to hurt people either intentionally or unintentionally in war, other conflicts, that uh, sort of thing?
1: Jared, I could kill someone with anything you pointed to in this room.
0: Oh, interesting. So you're saying that just because dynamite is an explosive that could be used to hurt somebody uh, doesn't mean that it's necessarily bad because you could kill somebody with anything that's in this room. Uh-huh. You know? I mean, you know, there aren't a lot of, like, sharp I'd- implements in here, you know?
1: Yeah, well, you don't like, have to be sharp to kill someone. Dynamite's mm-hmm. just a tool. A tool can always be a weapon, Jared.
0: Interesting. So, so you don't see any, um, uh, I don't know, hypocrisy with claiming that you are uh, a pacifist, but also creating something that has great uh, destructive power?
1: Nah. <laughs> All right, well. Do you think that the ocean is a murderer? I, is that the first thing you would think of when you thought of the ocean?
0: Uh, no, no, that is not the first thing. But I think that it is undeniable that the ocean has murdered people. That is, I think that something past.
1: being capable of violence mm-hmm. and choosing not to is the definition of a pacifist. If you're uh-uh. not capable of violence, then you're not a pacifist. You just can't.
0: Interesting. So if you I, you might am... want to
1: all day long.
0: So if I am a paraplegic who has no capability of murdering somebody... Why
1: did, <laughs> why did you use, like, a bug that doesn't have poison? I swear to God, there are paraplegics in the world that'll kill you as quick as... Look at you, Jared. You
0: think that there are paraplegics that have the capability of murdering somebody? Ask oh, a, yeah. I think anybody who wants
1: to murder... He wasn't a
0: paraplegic. He just had fake legs. Yeah, but he's still.
2: He, I'm pretty sure he killed his wife. With he no, definitely he, killed
0: his, his no, girlfriend but like, or wife without or something. his without his fake legs. Without using his fake legs, well, he still had very strong arms. That's why I said paraplegic, somebody
1: who can't move at all. Oh. Right. Right, but they there's there's equipment that they can use to assist them in motion. Possibly, they have things that possibly. That are trained that can assist. But them. But
0: you you said to use like a bug as an example, but a bug couldn't insist that it was a pacifist. That's why I had to go with a human example. Oh, I see. All right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might be able to. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe oh, we boy. should move on. Um, so. uh, Jared, I'm not trying to come for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> had it's a rough okay. Day. It's, wanted...
0: o- it's completely okay. okay. Uh, so, you know, again, I don't want this to seem like this is a gotcha interview or anything, but Mr. Vicious, we have to talk about um, your girlfriend and her suspicious oh, death. Here we go. Uh, Nancy, uh, Nancy Spungen at the Hotel Chelsea. You were famously involved in the murder investigation. She was found with a stab wound and appeared to have bled to death. And it was just the two of you in that room together. There were a lot of theories about what happened uh, in that hotel room. Would you mind telling us, like, what you do and do not know? How were you involved with how your girlfriend, Nancy Spongeon, got got stabbed and eventually bled to death?
2: I don't know, man. I was in the tub. We'd uh, made vigorous love. I mm-hmm. went to clean myself off in the shower. She okay. we laid in bed watching, uh, listening to the radio. I fall asleep in the shower, and when I come out, she's just dead.
0: You, so you fell asleep in the shower,
2: like taking a bath. You were taking a bath. Taking okay, a bath. that makes more sense.
0: All right, so you fell asleep in the bath, and then you woke up, and she had. I just, uh, feel, I just
2: want to say this: people always get really technical about taking a bath and taking a shower. I just, they do well here, all, I just feel like it's all the same thing. I just think that. I just
1: want to know if people are laying down or standing up.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean that's an important factor. Okay, true. Sure. so I guess bath is laying down, shower standing up. Exactly. And a shath
1: is you're laying down, but you keep the shower on, so it's like a warm rain. That's called I a shath.
0: Is that true? I actually yeah. love taking
1: shafts. shaths. Yeah, are shath is great. my favorite. They're shaths very. Put a little bit of water in the bathtub, mm-hmm. plug it up, put the water on super hot, and so it's like a hot rain. It's like a and hot And you lay rain. down. That is that it. it okay. It's
0: underrated mm. the shath. So, so, what do you call it? The shath. Shath. Shower shath. bath. Shath. 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 It does sound a little bit like a way of shitting your pants, but I like shaths. Really? They're very comforting. No, yeah. What else would you call it? A bower? A bower. No, I think shath is better. I really mm-hmm. do. No, I
2: think shath is better.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, no, those are very comforting. Yeah.
2: Okay, so now in light of this new information, yeah. I was taking a shath. You were taking a shath. That turned into a bath.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Let me turn sense. the shower off uh-huh. when it filled up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, you See? have to eventually. He knows. Yeah,
0: of course. It just feels more comfortable to eventually turn that off, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that we have to be specific about this because you know this was a murder investigation. You know, like we had to figure out what happened to your girlfriend and whether or not you were standing up in the shower or laying down in the bath or shath is both. important, right?
2: Oh uh, yeah. So it was both. Okay. Standing and
0: laying. Gotcha, gotcha. And then you eventually shath fell asleep. Bath. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Eventually, like I passed out. I fell asleep uh, in the bath. I turned the water off. Mm-hmm. I get up and I just find her and then she's.
0: Just dead. So you didn't hear anything, or you don't. You don't think that maybe there was somebody came in and stabbed her, or that she killed herself, or anything like that. Do you have any theories about what happened there, Mister Vicious?
2: No, nah, man. When you do drugs, as long as I have, when you when you sleep, you fall into a coma. Gotcha. So I, was, gotcha. I was gone.
0: All right. And, and I just woke up. How did you feel when you walked into that room and you saw your poor, your poor dead girlfriend?
2: I was like, fuck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've been there, Sid. Yeah, I, I mean, like, not there. When but
0: when you say that you've been there, are you referring chasing. to 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 your brother Emil who yeah. died in the nitroglycerin explosion? And I
1: was like, fuck.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Unless I'm saying it, emotion isn't really my strong suit. But yeah, I was like, well, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. No, that's
1: an emotion to me. I get it. Yeah, thank you.
2: Gotcha. I understand. So yeah, then uh, I, you know, I called called the cops because mm-hmm. I'm not just gonna like leave her there. And then, but again, it's just me and her in the room, so. I know how it looked, so I didn't take it personally. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I get it, but
0: yeah, I mean, especially because of your your outward image, the you know, outward
2: image, the drug use. Look, that's man, right.
0: people would assume that you're the kind of person that would be capable of, you know, of, of committing a murder, maybe just just based on the way that you look.
2: Yeah, but the stuff that I do, I do it to myself. I don't do it to other people, so I wouldn't do that to her.
0: That's fair. I think it's totally fair, and, and nobody knows what happened. You were never, I think, uh, according to Wikipedia, I don't think you were ever officially convicted of the murder of your girlfriend. So, no, you know,
2: I was just sentenced to a hundred years of harsh judgment. A hundred years of harsh dirty
0: looks. judgment and dirty looks. Wow, that is also very poetic. You can't stop this guy from songwriting, Alfred Nobel. It is a really incredible thing to watch. Um, now, nice. going back to uh, Mr. Nobel, uh, towards the end of your life, mm-hmm. uh, you managed to amass a pretty substantial fortune by investing in uh, armaments along yeah, with your yeah. with your older brother's um, and again, I have to ask you, don't you, so you don't think that there's any, um, any hypocrisy between, between making weapons and being a pacifist at all. Mm. No. And so even though, like, there's no real use for a gun or a bomb besides killing things, you say that that's still, you, you choose to use a weapon for whatever it is, you know, used you
1: for. You ever shoot a watermelon with a gun?
0: I mean, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's fun gun. to shoot a watermelon with a Boom. gun. Boom. Yeah.
1: What's the use for a kazoo? For, fun. For kazoo. <laughs> Nobody gives you crap about that.
0: Nobody gives you crap about kazoo work. Uh, but this actually goes into what I was alluding to earlier uh-huh, about uh-huh. how our story of why you created the Nobel Peace Prize is different than what you're saying is the actual story. Oh, boy. Um, what if you were? So, and so I read that, you know, one of your older brothers dies, and uh, a reporter mistakenly thinks that you died and, write, and wrote an obituary for you that described you as the merchant of death. And that reading that, you were like, oh, God, if I died today... This is how people would remember me. So you established the Nobel Peace Prize so that they would have a nicer thing to say about you. But mm-hmm. I know that earlier you said that you know it was because you you wanted something else to be famous for. You wanted to have your your hand in a lot of pies. You loved getting awards. You oh, know that sort of thing. Yeah. So there's no truth to this story about about uh, about. No, spells, I wanted so you remembered,
1: and I got a little plaque that said Merchant of Death and put it on my desk.
0: Oh, so you that that was not something that you were ashamed of at all. The <laughs> no, Merchant of Death it was thing. neat. You thought it was neat? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, because
1: everything that I read... I like so that you... thought of a death salesman. A death Because also, if you're a merchant, you're selling. Mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, uh, no thanks. Mm-hmm. You don't give it to them anyway. You, you know, so only people who are ready. Only people that des- agree
0: to buy death. Yeah,
1: where wow. you go. Yeah, you know,
0: I never really thought about it like that. Um, you know, we're going to have to wrap up here pretty soon, um, but I want to ask uh, Mr. Vicious... Uh, who is our Sid Vicious now, do you think? Like, who is it that embodies the kind of rebel spirit and and punk lifestyle uh, that you embodied in your life? Like, is there anybody that you think is doing that quality of work today?
2: Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the person that we know, uh, the person that we don't know about because he or she is not on fucking Instagram mm, or Facebook posting pages. Oh. People who
0: aren't... On the radar are today's Sid Viciouses. So there's a
2: shit ton of Sid Viciouses, but they're not on the internet.
0: Interesting, interesting. And so you think that maybe if you were alive today that that you would become famous for not being on social media? Is that, is that what you're saying?
2: No. <laughs> hey, that's such a hard question.
0: I'm just saying, like, you know. Uh, you. Cool.
2: I think now I'd probably just be some crazy person because now the way to get famous is, you know, Instagram and mm-hmm, YouTube. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I wish they had Instagram. What would your hashtag be? Oh, on Instagram? Uh huh. Hmm. Might be hashtag No Bell (laughs) No Problem.
0: It seemed like you had that one in the chamber.
1: (laughs) I've been thinking about it ever since I got back from the dead and saw Instagram (laughs) and was like, oh boy. I guess that's a good one.
2: Punky Pistol. Oh,
1: that is a good one. That's a good one.
0: No Bell No Problem. I think that's probably going to have to wrap things up here, guys. Uh, and that is it for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. All I thank my guests, uh, Alfred Nobel and Sid Vicious, for joining us in the studio today.
1: Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, here you go. Oh, my God. Am I, am I going to get the, the yeah. Nobel yeah. Participation Award? It just says don't go because you did not have time to <laughs> whittle chasing garbage.
0: I had forgotten that that was uh, that was what we agreed would go on the back there. I'll give it back to you as soon as I finish wrapping up, and All then right. uh, and then you can finish the inscription. No, um, we're done. That's but okay. I'd like to thank my guests, Alfred Nobel and Sid Vicious. Um, do either of you have? I know this is a weird question, but do either of you have any uh, like a Twitter account or a comedy show that you want people to go see? I know it's a little bit of a weird thing to say, uh, Mister Vicious. Uh, no, not me, not at the moment. All right, fine. And uh,
1: uh, yeah, it's gonna surprise you a little bit, but Nobel's guy comfortable doing self promotion. <laughs> uh, there's a show called. The Wrath the on rat. Thursdays at the Magnet or the Friday night show on Fridays. Get that at the,
0: at the Magnet. At the Magnet. Fantastic. And if you have any questions that you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email that to us at famous dead people at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We'll try to have them on as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, people. and we'll famous see you next week. Dead famous dead people. Famous dead people. Famous.